It's an hour and a half of having pink eye. Every time somebody farts and devil gets its horns. It's going to get hairy. Very, very hairy. This man knows how to make a protein shake. Will this be one that I visit every year? Hell yeah. Your princess comes out to play sometimes, but hot damn. The main bad guy looks like Skeletor from He-Man. It's oh, it's badass. Once upon a time in a land far, far away lived a couple of schmucks who liked to drink whiskey and talk about movies. Welcome to Movie Freaks. I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> How are we doing tonight? Oh, truer words have not been spoken all day. <laughs> I oh. figured we should go with the, the fairy tale because it's, you know, every episode of this show is like a fairy tale. It's just yeah. magical and another another land. And yeah. and then when it's over, it's back to reality, dealing with sick kids and more sick kids. Yep. And... Welcome to winter. Here we are. Yep. Yeah, yep. So this is an hour and a half reprieve from that. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So how are, how are things going? Kids are sick and no. just the usual? Yeah, kids are sick. Yep, the usual. It's the usual menu. Sick, wintry, blah. But that's okay because my my tummy is getting all nice and warm on two gingers. Oh, back to that. Sp- sponsored by the Kilbegan Company Distillery. Uh, started in 1757. It's blended, you see. <laughs> Aren't they all? Yes. Right. Uh, another episode with no soul. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will we ever say, and uh, tonight I'm drinking a single malt whiskey. Oh, it's a... Will that it, ever happen? It's a fine 15-year-aged... Yeah, I'm sure it's... We we both have birthdays at least once a year, so it's not impossible. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm still rocking the green plaid of the Ivor house. I, I'm just yep. kind of bouncing <laughs> back and forth between that. And I told you, this segment might get boring because there's only like five that we deal with. <laughs> yeah, there is, yeah. And, and two gingers got kind of thrown into the mix. I, I think the... Uh, the Klarfkanarfin. whatever. Yeah, I'm guessing that 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 might have just been a guest appearance only, like a a cameo. I don't think that. I think he's going to be making a a repeat visit. I'm I'm very glad that he showed up though, because it goes easily is the dumbest name I've heard for. uh, Oh yes, sounds like a Klingon word. Yes, two gingers is not a whole lot better, but uh, Uh, I can kind of see it though. I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel like I was going to tell you something that I've been up to. Mm, not much. Been playing a little bit more of a video game, which is a nice, uh, nice little hobby to get back into. I've been off of it for a while because I got to you know watch movies to keep up on the show, and I feel like I've gotten so far ahead of with the movie watching on the show that uh, yeah. I, God only knows how many of documentaries we'll get through this week. <laughs> Still on that train. I can't help it. They're too good. Well, you know, actually circling back to the video games is, uh, uh, I'm not sure. Did I mention this on the, on last week's show that I, I downloaded a video game off the PlayStation network? I don't know. Our, you might've told me in private. I don't know. What is it? Okay. So I, uh, I've been wanting to get this game, but it's been so expensive, and I believe that it was a PlayStation... I think it was a launch title for the PS4, if not launched shortly after it came out, but uh, a game called uh, Until Dawn, which is kind of a choose-your-own-fate type of 
horror game. Um, and I am completely and thoroughly addicted. If you want to know what my type of video game is, it's that. Uh, where you can't make any wrong decisions. It's just you do something and it's a butterfly effect on the rest of of the people that you you play like f- I think five or six different characters and whatever you do per per person will dictate how the rest of the story goes. So there's no right or wrong way. Uh, oh, that's it interesting. Is, it's um, and I don't know how they did it because literally like it changes the graphics scheme of the game to my like to my knowledge because I've done things that have literally got people killed and I'm like well if I would have done something different. They would be still alive and the graphics would not be like – it wouldn't be playing out like it does now. But it is – I've never played a video game like this before where it's like, yeah, you you can let him fall off a cliff and it's not like you have got to start over. You just, okay, now we're on to the next whatever right. and that's – it's That sounds phenomenal. awesome. I would, I would love to see a movie of this because the storyline itself is actually really, really good. It's not just a cheesy horror game. It's it's very, very good. I, I wish that uh, – damn it, my – my Xbox 360 blew up like five different times, and it's officially dead. And I've gotten rid of all of the games except for the exclusives and the off chance I ever get one again. And one of them that I kept, actually, John's got it right now, is called Alan Wake. And that oh yeah, I've heard of that game. That was a it was a horror game, but it was kind of easy, and it was really psycho like I don't want to say psychedelic really, but it had a David Lynch kind of feel because there were like dreams, and you can't tell what's dream and what's real sometimes. That game was terrifying. That was one that I definitely was going to keep because it was so cool. I just hate it when it's an exclusive Xbox game or exclusive PS. I'm pretty sure this is an exclusive PS4 game. And I think that when this came out, they weren't expecting it to be like this sleeper hit. But I I bought it for $20 and for the longest time, I'm like, I'm not spending $60 on this game, even though I've heard nothing but great things. And then I saw it for $20. I'm like, you know what? I want to get back into a good video game and I had heard so many good things and that was worth every penny because the, the replay value on it is huge. Yeah. Like I could, once it's done, I can start over immediately and just do the first couple things different and that changes everything. Right. So that sounds I, awesome. It's, it's, you would love it. <laughs> it's, I, I'm playing this and I'm like, oh, it's actiony and it's a, it's horrorish and it's funny and it's like the acting even is good in it. Like, I'm like, I like the voice acting and the way the characters move looks really, really good. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm really experiencing what a PlayStation 4 can truly do, like on that front, because I'm not sure if a PlayStation 3 could have handled that. Uh, but I, I'm not down on the whole. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. I, from what I understand, PS4 is the most powerful graphic thing that's ever been released i'm still on ps3 so i'm i'm still old school <laughs> yeah but that thing that i'll tell that you thing, what i it love my PlayStation graphics 3. i can't believe i'm playing yeah. darksiders 2 right now which is an awesome series that i really like i wish they i would finish it up but i don't know if they will in darksiders 1 you play one of the horsemen of the apocalypse and in darksiders 2 you play a different horseman of the apocalypse on a different path at the same oh, time period nice. it's awesome it's oh, so much cool fun. it's like open world kind of you can kind of go and explore wherever you want but at the same time you have a very defined mission of you can go over here for primary mission and secondary mission like uh god of war yeah button, okay button mash and then if you button mash just at slightly different times he does 10 million different combos i of, love that it's yeah. great it's so much that, fun you know that Speaking of that, that's another thing that I like about this game is that because I was a bit worried, like, is this going to be where 
I'm in a certain location and I have to get out of that location and I don't know where to go and you spend hours trying to find the exit. It's not like that. It's like it's it's a little bit like that, but they try to keep you on a path to where it's like after a couple of minutes, you're like, oh, OK, here it is. And so I'm never I'm never frustratedly bored like oh, I've been in this building for an hour and I can't get out of here. Yeah. I don't know where the little tiny area is to, yeah, I, it's not, I know what you mean. And, and I, mine has a mini map and it has like indicators on it where to go. It's like, thank you. Let's. Yeah. So if, if there is, I'm not sure if this is a thing, like if there's going to be more games like this open-ended to where you choose your, like, have you heard of that? Yeah, I, there, I, there, there have been the other games that have done similar stuff. They're um, not that definitively where you like can't, uh, you don't have to go back, but mm-hmm. there was one on GameCube called Eternal Darkness, which was, you played, oh boy, I, I don't even remember now, because it's been a, a bunch of years since I've played it, but you were like, you would play one of like five different people, like the next level would be a, a different person, and you would be at a different time completely, like one was in Roman times, one was in modern times, one was in whatever, but their stories all converged over all this magic shit that would be happening. And artifacts that you were looking for or something. Ah, and then every I now and then that. they would really fuck with the player. Because mm-hmm. the more you messed up, the more the screen would tilt a little bit to one side to where you were almost tilting your head sideways. They would do just weird stuff like that. And then at some, sometimes it would do really mean stuff. Like the screen would go black and it would have just little text that would say deleting memory card. Oh. And so people would like furiously be ripping their memory cards out. And it's like, no, if you just wait a little bit, it would write itself. Oh, Cause it, nice. Because it, it was messing with the player. It was really one of the best games yeah. that has ever been made for any video game, but that was on GameCube. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will say this, and for, for most consoles, there's like been one game that has been like, okay, that is the game. And thus far, I, this is... I haven't played this fun of a video game in years. It's so much fun. And I, I like that. And it's like even $20 is a lot for me to spend on a video game. Uh, I saw <laughs> but, a guy selling PS4 Star Wars Battlefront for 10 bucks today. Ooh. So, yeah, I never buy new shit, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome okay. to Game Freaks. Um, yes. Are you ready to get on with the show? Yeah, let's get on with it. It was nice to actually talk about video games a little bit. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun finally getting able to play one again. It's just been so long. Me too. Uh, okay, let's go on to the roulette where we dive into the ocean of Netflix to find those gems in the rough. Last episode, it was Backtrack up against the Devil Dolls. And you get to go first this week, sir. So tell us about the Devil Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> Well, I, I last week I did explain that I picked this movie mainly because of the director. He had made a another one of those Netflix movies that just pops up called uh, Rites of Spring, which I enjoyed for what it was. And so I wanted to give this one a shot. And uh, first off, what this movie does get right is it starts out with a bang. There is a really, really gory scene in, in the beginning, the first five, ten minutes. Um, and that is one thing that the movie does get right is when there is gory stuff, it's, it's really gory. Kind of like that Rites of Spring movie was. The difference is the Rites of Spring movie, which was still very much indie movie type, you know, you just, the whole thing felt indie. Um, the storyline for that was pretty cool and unique and interesting. This one here, uh, 
a serial killer that keeps little trinkety doll things. He gets killed, and then the little trinkety doll things are because of the spirit gets in there, whatever you know the drill. Shucky. Shucky, kind of yeah, and those little doll things possess people, and and it's bad, like poorly acted, and everything. Everything just feels like a. Hey, we scraped together a couple hundred thousand dollars and we made this thing that's going to drop on the Netflix and be forgotten. And that's what it is. For Totally forgettable. Not worst of the year. Uh, the gore kept me involved and it looked really nice and shiny HD like they all do. <laughs> but I, I liked Rites of Spring from this director definitely better than Devil Dolls. This is uh, – let me see my final review here because I think this is right in line with uh, that one that I reviewed, which that goes to show how much I pay attention with these movies is the, the one last week that I did uh, level up. It's right there, which is forgettable. I mean it's it's okay for one watch but forgettable. Right. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. So I mean – but honestly at this point with the roulette, it's like, like I'll I'll take that versus one that is just just – Awful, yeah. awful. This was not an awful, awful movie, but it was, eh, yeah, exists. It exists. Yep, it's it, it's a thing. It had a couple of good parts in it, but it would have played out way better as a short. I like a lot of these. Would have played out way better as a short film. I gotcha. Okay, then moving on to another thing that exists. <laughs> One of those roulettes this week, huh? <laughs> Eh, it's okay. Uh, backtrack with Adrian Brody and Sam Neill. Psychologist Peter Bauer's life is thrown into turmoil when he discovers a strange secret about his patients. Risking his own sanity, Peter delves into his, his past to uncover a terrifying secret which can only he can put right. But is a reward worth risking more than a single life? And what you got here is, um... Oh, boy. I mean... The first half of this movie, while I'm watching it, I desperately wanted to hate it. Let's put it that way. Like, I'm like, oh, that, that, you're doing this. I know what you're doing. That's this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ghosts. Yep. You're doing this. I, <laughs> I, I want to I hate it, but it's shot decently, and Adrian Brody's okay. You know, he's cool. Uh, and then, and Sam Neill's in here, too, talking to him, and psychology stuff, and all right. And a couple of kind of scary things, like... Um, the original eye, the Japanese, the mm-hmm. eye, kind of that kind of scary ghost stuff where it's like, ugh, ugh, that was creepy. And ghost flying at me and screaming all of a sudden, ugh, but jump scary at the same time. The original eye was awesome, by the way. Yeah, the original eye is good. But as the movie progresses then about the halfway point, it kind of takes this turn where it goes, he goes back to his hometown and is doing this other thing that has to do with this train derailment when he was a kid. So now you're, he's revisiting it in his head, and so you have this loud train crashing, and he's standing right by it watching, and he keeps getting these visions of these ghosts, and it progressed in a way that I didn't think it was going to go, really. Okay. Uh, now, when all, when all is said and done, I would about kind of give this movie a pass. I'd give it like a five and a half out of ten. Like, it's it's a, it's a fine movie. I, I probably won't revisit it. And the the single biggest comparison I kept coming back to was Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon. Do you oh, remember, yeah, you remember I, that movie? I really liked that movie. How many times have you watched it? Oh, man, I haven't seen that movie in years. I really liked it the first one, two, three times I watched it. About the third time, I was like, 
I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's like, eh, I don't think I'm going to be rewatching this one for a long time. Because once you know uh, A, B, C, D, there's not much reason to go back. Yeah, I got you. Okay. You, this one might be worth a watch for you. Yeah, actually, that sounds like something just, I would probably... kind of. But if you do venture down this path, uh, give complete forgiveness for the first half. Okay. You just have to bear with that first half. Okay. Because the second half, it's like, okay, this is kind of interesting and kind of intriguing. That That's about as much as I'm going to give it. I, I definitely am not going to shit all over it. It wasn't horrible by any yeah. means. It just wasn't quite for me, I guess. Yeah. You know how sick I am. I'm getting of the ghost stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep, I know. Me too. Especially when it's like, murder mystery, we're trying to solve this. And Sam Neill, oh, he was on set for two days. Tops. Ah, uh, they got him in for the weekend, I see. Yep. Oh, yes. Yes, they did. Yep. And Adrian Brody does not deserve to be in movie jail. I don't know why he is. I know. But... He's a good... I mean, I still remember when he was in the, the latest Predator movie, he was so good in that. He was like... That dude was a badass in that. He that worked. Like his character genu- genuinely worked in that movie. He's a good actor. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Get a new agent or something, buddy. I don't. I don't know. But backtrack. Yeah. All right. Maybe that's how they got him. Sam Neill's gonna be in it. Okay. For five hundred thousand dollars in two days of work, barely. So did the budget? <laughs> what, what did it look like? It had a, some sort of a budget behind it. Yeah. The movie, I mean, it looked good. It was shot well. Okay. I didn't have any, any grief with that. A couple of fake jump scares. Uh, I don't, anything else I say is going to be spoiler. Okay. Let's just, I mean, there's, there's flashes of the sixth sense in there as well. It's just, there's other movies to compare those to that have done this all better. Gotcha. It just, I, I was intrigued by the train derailment stuff. That was very interesting to me. And I think you would find that interesting too. Okay. That's about it. Sell me on your movies. Okay, first up for you is Kickboxer Vengeance. Uh, 2016, after a skilled fighter falls in the ring, his younger brother emerges from the shadows to train and get revenge against a brutal... Ch- yeah, it's basically it's a kickboxer movie. Okay. Yeah. Yep, okay. Uh, it does star uh, Dave Batista, who is now kind of starting to make a name for himself outside of wrestling. He's... He is uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he is one of the best parts of Spectre, I think. I thought he was a great villain in that movie. But anyway, uh, yeah, Kickboxer. Uh, well, it better have a wicked dance scene. That's all I know. Well, it might. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't, thumbs down. <laughs> Next up is a movie called Shelley. Uh, when Casper and Lois are unable to conceive, their maid agrees to be their surrogate. But it's soon clear that this is no ordinary pregnancy. Nope. I, I was like, oh, that's going to be yeah, ghosty pregnant. But, hey, yeah. okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's good. I went and watched the trailer, and I considered throwing this one to you, but I found better horror stuff to throw to you. Okay. Uh, but I, I went and watched the trailer just to do my diligence, and I was like, oh, two hours of pregnancy and baby. And I, I did that a few weeks ago with that uh, apartment movie. Yes. Yeah. So I'm good. Okay. I'm good on All right. Um, okay. Then the last one is Phantom of the Theater. An opulent movie house oozes with the spirits of bygone performers. <laughs> the kind that thirst ravenously for company. <laughs> Boy, your, your choices are great this week, sir. Oh, you, you accomplished something. Yeah. I went and watched this trailer, too. And in its defense, actually looked pretty okay. It, it doesn't look like a 
horror movie so much. I mean, uh, maybe a little bit, but... Do you remember that treasure-hunting Asian movie I reviewed months ago, by any chance? At some point, I said it's full of this Asian CGI. Mm-hmm, yes. And mummies... That's kind of what it looked like, which was like, all right, right I just am not... Yeah, we'll see. Okay. And for you... I am not a serial killer from 2016. I believe this has gotten some pretty good reviews. A small-town teenager with homicidal impulses must embrace his dark side to stop a newly-arrived serial killer who might not even be human. Uh, Next up, Let's Be Evil from 2016. While supervising a program for gifted children who wear augmented reality glasses, three chaperones find themselves hunted by their charges. And if you pick this one, then I would like you to watch the trailer... Uh, before you actually dive on it. And if the trailer doesn't do it, because the trailer is in, but it might be a roulette. <laughs> just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. If, if you would happen to pick this one tomorrow, go watch the trailer. And if it doesn't pass your trailer test, then mm-hmm. pick something else free of charge. Okay. And lastly, your safe pick a documentary breaking a monster. The Brooklyn teenage heavy metal street band, unlocking the truth launches into the big leagues of touring and the music industry. And I believe you and I, one of us shared a video of these guys performing months ago. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this documentary guy, right on the list. So, uh, you're up first. Okay. Um, that's actually, I got to say, that's a pretty solid list there. The Let's Be Evil one is probably the most shaky. Um Breaking a monster is the is the safest pick, and then there's the I am not a serial killer, which the little picture on Netflix is like, eh. But then I saw who directed it, which I believe his name is Billy Boyd. Um, wait, The Hobbit? Uh no, wait, hold on. I, uh, uh, let me just get this right here. Uh, I watched I watched the trailer for this one too, and it, it looks legit. Yeah, good. Um, the ah, shit. Shit. It's uh, okay. Well, it's the director of the uh, the movie that I really like about the cow uh, mutant cow. Uh, what's it called? Uh, mutant cow. Oh, the 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 alien thing that comes out of the cow. Uh, ah, damn it! What's it called? Isolation. Oh, oh, damn. Yes. I've, and I, I saw I saw that, and I'm like, okay, that's the one because I really like him and uh, that director. So it's going to be I am not a serial killer. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, yep, that's that's going to be me. I, I assumed so. Yeah. <laughs> so two weeks in a row, I've lured you in. Yes, you to, have to the, the Akbar pick yeah. with a yeah. with a director that you know. Yeah, and uh, also Christopher Lloyd is in this. I thought that was interesting. So will he? I think he plays the old serial killer. Like, there's a young kid. I, I don't know. Yeah. The trailer was kind of vague, but. It did look legit yeah. good. Well, which is interesting. I'll, I'm curious to see, will Christopher Lloyd do a, like a fly in, perform for one day, get his paycheck and leave? Or is he like a main actor? Boy, like, I don't know that he has that kind of pull. Okay. Like, I don't think he's that level anymore. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's not 1987. Yeah, that's <laughs> <sighs> Okay. There you go. Uh, and for me, it's going to be the JCVD joint. You know yeah, that. I figured. Uh, that's what's, that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, I, hopefully there will be a couple good fight scenes and uh, it'll be utterly forgettable. And that's probably the best review that I'm expecting from that. But I, Phantom of the Theater, though, is going on the list. I just not really in the, you know me. Yeah, I, I go through genre hopping. Right now it's documentaries. Next week it'll be a kickboxer movies. 
Yeah. The week after that, then it'll be, I want nothing but foreign films. And it's just not the week for foreign films for me. When, when is the Christmas movies going to hit for you? I don't know. Not really feeling it this year. Oh, really? I mean, I, you know, we, we have those movies that we talk about every year that yeah. um, we watch every single year. And I've kind of gotten more into the routine of here is my 10 favorite Christmas movies, which we've done before on the show. Yeah. And I watch one of those a year. And I think this year it's going to be Die Hard. Okay. I haven't watched Die Hard in a couple of years, and it's time to go back to that well. Good chance that Silent Night, Deadly Night happens as well. Okay. But, um, yeah, that's probably going to be that. Okay. I, I, I'm, I will actively attempt to track down uh, your frickin' Christmas story. Is that what it's called? Yeah, One, there you go. Yep. I, the, yeah, I love how you started that review with, who hasn't seen this? Yeah. <laughs> nah, yes. it, it, it almost, you, you could have just typed... Eric is a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and now the review. I, I mean, come on, get with it, really. Like, I, I haven't seen it. No reason. I just it never came across my uh, transom. You know, yeah. it's just it was uh, the other Christmas movie that came on our TV every year. The um, eh, Jimmy Stewart one. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that movie can rot in hell for all eternity, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I watched that one Everybody time. Everybody loves that movie. I've watched it 27 times. I'm good. No. I'm good. I've seen it once. Never again. Uh, <laughs> and everybody right now is just like, wow, you guys aren't movie freaks. One of the best movies ever made. Like, yeah, maybe, but I've seen it 11 billion times. Yeah. I'm good. It's, <laughs> I, I get it. Every time somebody farts and devil gets his horns, yeah. I got it. <laughs> I'm that guy. Yeah, no, there, there's a movie synopsis for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should. We should make the It's a Shitty Life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a series of uh, small short films, an anthology film that is lampooning the polar opposite of uh, a certain scene of It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, tra we've... Trademark Eric and Eugene. Yes. Sorry. Don't ever anybody else do that. It's our idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, say, uh, next episode, it will be, I am not a serial killer up against kickboxer vengeance. <laughs> what if kickboxer went up against a serial killer? Yeah. Okay. Are we, so you think we're going to close down? Uh, obviously that's not going to be the last roulette, but I'm curious if we're going to end this year with a bang with roulette or if no pun intended, haha, it's the grenade. <laughs> nah, um, or if It'll be, <laughs> big bang, yeah. or if, if it's going to just be wallowing and slop, like it seems like we've been, <laughs> uh, we've, we've actually the last month or so has been pretty good. I think. Yeah. Well, I've had a couple of, of barely passables, which at this point with roulette are like, Oh, right. That was barely passable. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Compared to some of the, uh, yeah, I'm just looking back over the last month here. There hasn't been any really horrible things. Paradox Alice. Okay, now we lost. Um, <laughs> okay, let's let's move on here. If we want to attempt to get to any recently watched tonight, then we got to get through our Disney top animated ten to one. Last week we did eleven to twenty, and now it's time to find out what made the top ten for eh, round two, three of Dis round three of Disney December. And you get to go first. Number 10 for you. Okay. Number 10 for me is one that I, again, just watched two nights ago. And that would be the Jim Carrey movie Christmas Carol. Uh, I've watched this movie every year since it came out in the theater. My wife and I. That's a Disney movie. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Have you seen this one? I saw it once, and I think it was last year. I think when I was doing Christmas movies, it was last year, or a year before. But I've only I've seen it one time, and I, I enjoyed it. You're talking about the the CGI movie, and, the, yeah, 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 CGI. Yep, I love it. I absolutely love this movie. I like that it is extremely dark. Of course, I liked that. Yeah, and it, it's truly like every time I watch it, uh, I'm I'm amazed at just how dark the movie gets. And every time my wife watches it, I can tell she's like. Why am I watching this? Because she does not like these types of movies. But it's a Christmas movie, and it's from Disney and Jim Carrey. But then it gets it goes really dark, uh, which I love. But I, I love the storyline. I've always liked the story of the Christmas Carol, and this version is probably my favorite. I would pick this one over the George C. Scott '80s version and all other versions. I don't know if I've ever watched Scrooged with. Uh, uh, it's so awesome. I know. I it's, need to watch that. You know what? As, as, Murray, as, yeah. as bad as it is that I haven't seen a Christmas Story, it's just about – I'm about as offended that you haven't seen Scrooge. I know. I need I to. Think it's, I think it's on Netflix too. It is. Yeah. But uh, I – I don't know if I, I would count that one because it's like the uh, Scrooge McDuck version. I mean, you know, like it's a variation that's so – different yeah. from the original story that it's sort of like, eh, it's yeah. this is very fantastic much, film. Yeah. And this is very much the classic story set in that time. Right. Um, I mean, I love this movie. The, the CGI in this is so, so fantastic. This is Robert Zemeckis did this, I believe. Uh, I It certainly ha- has the same look as the train movie. Yeah, yeah Polar Express. And, that and I it, still haven't seen. And it, actually, it's it's like that, but the uh, the characters are better animated in, in this one. So, great movie. Okay, number 10 for me is Peter Pan. Not much to say about this one. It's a classic, and it's one of those stories like Alice in Wonderland that I... Love. I want to see every iteration because I love the story so much. It's so takes me back to my childhood of wanting to fly away to Neverland and be a kid forever and party and have fun and crocodiles and yay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, number nine. Uh, nine for me is uh, the Lion King. This one has dropped significantly on the list because I used to think, oh, the Lion King is the best thing Disney's ever done. It's great. And then I recently rewatched it after. God knows how many years. I mean, I haven't seen this thing in so many years. And then I rewatched it, and this is soul-crushing the whole way through. It's soul-crushing with a tiny little bit of humor in the middle with the 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 whatever, the warthog and the little... <laughs> the little rat. The little rat thing, which was cute, and they're eating bugs and stuff, and it... Kuna Matata, whatever. It, it, again, it's the the animation is classic Disney. It's beautiful, but it is just depressing as all hell. But I will say this: the first five minutes of this movie are stunning. Every single time I watch The Lion King, and again, it's been a long time since I've seen it, and, and up until recently, uh, I love that beginning with the swelling music and the it's building and it's building. So powerful. I love that intro to The Lion King. But will I revisit this one anytime soon again? Nope. I'm good. Ah, it's nice to have somebody else in my camp. And I would like to think that I'm responsible for this review because I've badgered you so long telling you that this movie is garbage. (laughs) It is garbage. (laughs) It definitely drops down. It it did. Uh, It's so depressing. Damn. I'm so interested to see uh, John Favreau is uh, directing the... Live action, the more animated thing. Well, which I would, 
I'm actually more interested in seeing that than I am the animated film again. Like, how are you going to, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I, <laughs> that thing didn't come within a fart of my list. <laughs> no, <laughs> hell no. Especially after I rewatched the 3d version or the 3d re-release, yeah. whatever the hell. Yeah. Oh, garbage. <sighs> well, I, I, obviously I'm, on the wrong side of that opinion, though, because everybody in the world loves Lion King to death, except for me, so. What the hell do I know? Number nine for me is Aladdin. Oh. And this this one was very easy to put in my top ten. This is a great film. Um, it, it's dark in the right ways. It's not dark in the, the ways that Lion King is. Lion King is like in the first, I don't know, 15 minutes. Hey, you killed your parents. Way to go. <laughs> But it's it's a Disney movie. Uh, Aladdin is like, oh, you're an orphan. But then the the magic stuff is what makes it dark. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is with Jafar cool and yeah. fun. Jafar, it's it's awesome. It's a great movie and one of the few that the songs I like. Or you know, because I'm not a musical. Uh, I'm not a musical guy. I'm not into musicals. Yeah. I'm a musical person, but I'm not into musicals. But the songs in this one are very catchy and they're very fun. And I, there are wonderful moments throughout this movie of just absolute terror. When that building is rolling towards him, that tower in the snow yes. towards the end, and he ducks right perfectly into that little window thing, every single time makes my skin crawl. Beautiful. Uh, number eight. Number eight for me is The Black Cauldron. And this is my very, very first viewing of this movie, which is – there is a long, uh, tainted history with this movie and Disney. It is kind of one of those movies that they scraped underneath the rug. I don't get it because it's a great movie. I can't wait to revisit it, although – uh, I have read that there was a good 10 minutes, if not more, cut out of this movie, uh, from, uh, was it Bob Iger who took over? Is Bob Iger? So. Okay. Uh, well, when he took over, uh, this was on the, the list of, of movies coming out and he hated how, how violent the movie was and how dark it was. So he ordered a bunch of stuff to be cut that was already shot, edited, or like it was, the animation was done. It was, it was finished. And thus far, that stuff has not seen the light of day. I would love to see that because this is a dark movie, uh, really dark movie. And I, the story is great. I read the original book. Um, and it's got that, that older style Disney animation before they hit their stride in the 80, like late 80s with, uh, Aladdin and the other ones. I, you were the one. I think you were the one that has have has defended this movie for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just very Lord of the Ringsy, and there's undead zombie things, and <laughs> oh, and the, and the the main bad guy looks like Skeletor from He Man. It's oh, it's badass, <laughs> yep. badass. <laughs> yep. But I, I want to see that. I want to see the cut stuff. That was I know, but it, because rough. of the time of when that came out, it's. I think it's less likely that we will ever see that. You know, I know. like yeah. it's more likely we'll see Star Trek Nemesis because that was shot and edited, yeah. and whatever. But that's more current. Whereas that was in the time where it was like it's never seen again. 
Yeah, which sucks. But yeah, it's, it was a great movie. I, man, I was impressed the whole way through. Uh, but it's, I think it, the running time is about 80 minutes. And I'm like, it, it needs more. There, there needs to be more to this because it's a pretty epic storyline that is way too condensed. It's still a good movie though. Very good movie. I agree. And my next two picks here, uh, should both almost have an asterisk beside them because I haven't seen them in so long that I'm just going on memory from, 20 years ago, you know, at least. At least. Number eight for me is The Black Cauldron. (laughs) (laughs) I remember really liking it for all the same reasons, but like I said, it's been so many years that I, I, it's not even quite right of me to say exactly how I feel about it. And, uh, yeah, you nailed it. Everything, yeah. I, I was surprised when you said it's was such a huge bomb, and then I went and did the research and looked, and was like, oh, he's right, it was, but I, you know, as a kid, you don't pay attention to any no, that kind of stuff. No, Number seven. Seven for me is Alice in Wonderland. One of the most trippy, druggy-feeling, I guess you could say, movies. They're talking about the animated. This The animated movie, yes. There's, I don't want to say that there's not a storyline, but it is just so random, and that's what makes it so cool is it's just down goes Alice through the looking glass or whatever and the rabbit hole. And then it's just weirdness for the next hour and 10 minutes. And then it, <laughs> and then it ends. And I thought that was great. I liked that it was just, just one weird scene after the next, after the next, after the next done. That was, it was great. Yep. We'll get there. Nah, number seven for me is sword in the stone. Hmm. And I remember, again, this is another one with the asterisks. I um, I remember it being like a King Arthur type tale, but told from a kid perspective, and that yes. again is a, in the same way that, the Peter Pan thing is a fantasy. Every kid wants to be King Arthur too, and pull the sword from the stone and be the king. You know, and that that was the, Lord of the Rings fantasy avenue of of that same kind of whimsical tale. Yeah. And I remember really liking it, at least to put it in number seven. Number six for you. Six for me is Fantasia. Mainly because of uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice storyline. I love that that uh, that segment of this movie. Some of the other ones are good, too. Uh, the, the dinosaur one is, I recall, being very good. But for me, the Sorcerer's Apprentice was what made... Uh, Fantasia is so good. And I do, I like the music the whole way through because this is more of a musical or orchestra type piece. Um, have you seen Fantasia? Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Wasn't going to say this, but <laughs> I'm not entirely, entirely sure that I've made it all the way through Fantasia. It's just too disjointed for me. I enjoy it, but I just have a hard time paying attention. Yeah. And- I appreciate the art that it's bringing, uh, both musically and visually. I just, I don't, I've never under, quite understood the extreme love that this movie gets. I, I, I mean, it's fine. I just, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And again, I, I, I would mainly put this where it is because of Sorcerer's Apprentice. I, I adore that particular piece yeah. from that movie. It's so good. It is. I agree. That's the best part of it. Okay, number six for me is Pinocchio. 
And one of the reasons that it's this high on the list is because of how dark it is and disturbing. And once again, we get out on that ocean, get swallowed by a whale, so there's something on the, you know, on or below the high seas, you know that I'm involved. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, some of the animation that really sticks out for me is when they are out there on that boat and getting swallowed by that whale and all that jazz, the the waves and the water and the way that that, that was hand animated. Yeah. And that is a son of a bitch to do. They can't, it's all they can do to program computers to make that shit look real. So to think they're out there drawn up by hand is just magic. Pure yeah. magic. And, and then, I believe that was the second movie, I, I think that was the next movie, very, like after uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. That's a long time ago. Ah, uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of elements of the movie that don't really hold up for me, but, um, Again, you and I, we like the darkness in our animation, yep. especially me being the anime guy. Yeah. Bring, bring it on. Make it adult. Make it a make it dark and weird and just crazy. And, oh, he goes, oh, look, it's just a fun fair. It'll be okay. Now you're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like that. Like, oh. what? All right. That's all right. I'm in. Anyway. Uh, number five for you. Five is the mo- a more recent movie, and that would be Tangled. Uh, which is, uh, I think at this point it was Disney going after Pixar, uh, but making it very much a Disney movie with the princess and everything. And uh, upon rewatching that, are they going after Pixar? Isn't Pixar part of Disney well, or they, well, after? Well, they combined. They split, yes. No, they, 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 they were separate at first. Yes. And then okay. they, now they're, they're together or whatever, but, uh, Tangled. They're all tangled well, up together. They're, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen Tangled? I'm guessing you have. I have seen Tangled, and I really enjoyed it, and it was one of the two or three that just didn't quite make the list. It just it was right at the bottom. It was knocking okay. on the door, but I just... I really enjoyed it, though. It is really funny. I, like, really funny. The the I watched it twice now, and the second time, the whole way through, I'm like, this is genuinely, a, like, a genuinely funny movie. I'm surprised that Disney has not embraced the movie more with their theme parks. And it just feel, felt like the movie came out. It did pretty good and done. And it's okay. Correct uh, me if I'm wrong, but I feel that was the same time as frozen. And uh, that was right before frozen. I thought this was so much better than frozen. So much better than frozen. <laughs> Everybody was like frozen, frozen, frozen. And that stupid song was like, Oh my God. I <laughs> Big fat meh to Frozen, but Tangled, thumbs up. Cool. Oh, you're up. <laughs> oh, just give me a sign. Give me a oh, wave yeah, yeah. or a thumbs dumb, up. Yeah. You just yep. kind of you're you're always like. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will say the, uh, the probably the funniest parts of uh, Tangled, if you haven't watched it, uh, is the horse. The horse, for yes. some reason, the expressions of that horse is yep. so good. Yep. Um, it's a, cause he's a dog. The horse is a dog in the movie. Yep. And if you go in thinking that, it makes it all the funnier. Just it's trust hysterical. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, number five for me is a movie I've talked about multiple times before for different reasons on the show, but never really, I guess, reviewed, and that is The Rescuers. Hmm. The original. Okay. This is the first movie that I remember seeing in the theater, obviously, on a re-release. Um... Down at the, the that theater in Philly, uh, but uh, the the Quaker yeah. or the no the, not the Quaker the other one that the Nick- isn't not there anymore. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Uh, the, the movie itself it's it's pretty good, but it's just it's so. How do I describe it? 
it's not the usual things that I appreciate in a uh, Disney kind of affair. It's not the usual Disney kind of animated movie. Usually it's the, the animation and the adventure, uh, the excitement, that's the best parts of the movie. Here it is the little things. Obviously, because your two stars are mice going to rescue a little girl, and they cast the voices so mm-hmm. perfectly. They just nailed it. That when you get to the action and adventure, like, well, it, there's not much action and adventure. And that's yeah. good. Jedi craves not these things. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You got Bob Newhart in there uh, joking it up with Jaja Gabor, and it just frickin' works. And then when you do get to the little bits of adventure and action and whatever, they're really exciting where they're, she's riding around on the alligators and shit, and almost kind of scary. Again, we're getting dark. Yeah. Uh, but rock-solid movie. I definitely recommend checking it out. I just bought the VHS uh, clamshell case, and I'm looking forward to watching it again and showing it to the boys. Um, it's been many years, but it may not be the greatest story uh, that Disney has ever told, but I just so appreciate how many of those little pieces they put together in this film. And if, uh, that nostalgia is a huge factor. Yeah. Number four. Are you ready for this one? Oh, I, I'm so curious if you've seen my number four. I'll be, I'll be shocked if you... Well, yeah. we'll see. Go so my number, my number four uh, is Frozen. Yay, good for you. <laughs> And then let me explain why. Because we haven't really talked about this movie since I, I just finally watched it for the first time before we took our Disney trip. Because uh, my wife, she's seen it numerous times. She's like, we are going to watch Frozen before we go. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Let's, okay. And so I watched it. And um, I I loved it. I couldn't believe how much I, I liked this movie. <laughs> I like the fact that it, unlike most other Disney movies, it's not dark. Um, it's it's there's no real villain in the movie there is kind of sort of towards the end but it's it's just about two sisters wanting to make amends and the songs i dug the animation is a plus like it is as good a cgi as i think i've seen in an animated movie ever it's so good uh and i Something about this movie, I'm, I, when it was done, I'm like, I, I'm happy. I'm in, I feel good. Like, this is just, yay, I'm happy. And it's, let it go. And oh, princesses is, and, and the ice and the big snow. Yeah, the snowman and the I, Like Sven. you said last episode, this is when your, your, your princess comes out to play sometimes. I guess so, yeah. Hot damn. <laughs> but uh, I even told my wife, I'm like, this could be a yearly winter watch because it's set in the snow and yee. Man, it did not flip my trigger. I appreciated it. I didn't hate it. It's not a bad movie. I just, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah. all right, let it go. Just I had such it. low expectations. And then I, when it was done, I'm like, wow, that was, I thought that that was very different for Disney to go that route because there usually is a hissable villain in the movie. Um, and it gets so dark. It doesn't. And that's get dis- usually the best part of the movie for us. Yeah, I know. But it, this was very different. And I'm like, oh, I, I got to give it props for that. And it just. Um, now, was it just me, or and you can cut this out if you want? But boy, there was just lesbian undertones in that in uh, that movie. Or I, maybe. maybe I watched it one time. I. I, <laughs> uh, I mean, it kind of. But then they're sisters. I know they are, so but like the the ice the ice princess. I'm not sure Elsa and Anna, whichever the ice princess was. I'm like, 
boy, she, uh. <laughs> Maybe, but I, I attributed it more to an X-Men influence. I, I, I mm. thought more of the X-Men, which also is a gay and lesbian kind of yes, that's, par- yeah. parable or whatever you want to call it. P- people who are outcast and separated from. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what it was, I, but I just, I don't know. Anyway. No, um, you're not, you're not wrong. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know that it was specifically a gay thing or a mutant thing or whatever the hell, but they, they definitely had that. I'm on the fringes of society, not fringes. I'm saying all the wrong shit. Yeah. It's just, I think people understand what I'm tr- the point I'm yes. trying to get at or yeah. that we are trying to get at is like, yeah. Stuff that isn't generally currently accepted widely as it yeah. should just – because everybody in this world needs to really just fucking let it go. Yeah. Let people be. Let people be. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, actually, I, the, the X-Men, that is actually a really good comparison to that character and just – I, As far as I know, that's hmm. widely been accepted as being a gay parable, the, the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, and it would that would fall under Frozen too. I just because it's sisters, I don't know if that's necessarily the, the course they're taking. Because they, yeah. were they stepsisters or pure sisters? They're they're pure sisters. But okay, then it's not that. Uh, yeah. Disney's not going there. They might yeah. be writing sex in the sky and stars and Lion King and all that shit. <laughs> yes. And flaunting about little Ariel's sixteen-year-old uh, virginity all over the place to. <laughs> All the land walkers, but I don't think that they're diving on the incestuous uh, grenade just yet. Yeah, just yet, yeah. Oh, give, wow. Give them a couple years. But hey, great uh, derail with Frozen. That was fun. Um, okay. <laughs> Moon nah, that, freaks. It just didn't, it just didn't click for me. It did for a lot of people, and that's fine. I, I didn't yeah. hate the movie by any stretch. It just, yeah. it was, yeah, all right. And, and I should have loved it. I mean, the, the snowman was funny. Yeah. Uh, who did his voice? Um, oh man, oh, who was, it wasn't, uh, oh shit. Because I wanted uh, to make a joke, but it was actually the guy that did the voice, then I don't want to do the joke because it wouldn't work. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me who made it, or okay. who, who did the snowman. Uh, so let's see here. Um, so the, just bear with me here. You can, no problem. Uh, Olaf. Olaf, yeah. Uh, Josh Gad. Okay. No problem. The joke works. Okay. Uh, the Frozen. Uh, the Frozen. It, it should have the in front of it. Frozen is, in my opinion, kind of the T.J. Miller of comedy. Oh, you see where you see where I fall? Yeah, just kind okay. of like you're not wrong, and your jokes are funny, but something about you just nah. doesn't quite work. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number four for me is Meet the Robinsons. Oh wow! Have you seen okay. this movie? I have not, but I I know which movie that is. That's the science fiction movie? Yes, I own it on Blu-ray because they... Oh, really? Yeah, they mismarked it or something, and it was like two bucks, and I randomly was like, oh, here's something maybe the family can watch. Freaking hilarious movie. You have to see it. If, like, you're looking for something to watch with the kids, and I have a Blu-ray that Eugene doesn't... Oh, yeah, I've never seen it. I gotta pass that thing your way. Uh, Time traveling and science fiction gold it is so freaking funny i was actually surprised how far up my list it went but then i was like you know what i've watched this a few times and damn it this thing is funny you need to see it i want your review excellent i will gladly watch that movie i've i know what it is and i i know what it's kind of what it's about but i've never seen it so good deal 
Number three for you. Three for me is The Little Mermaid from 1989. Uh, I've only seen this one time very recently and could not believe just how much I loved this movie, especially now we're getting into the dark stuff, how incredibly dark this movie gets. I wasn't, I was expecting, oh, it's The Little Mermaid. This is going to be, you know, the little preteen, whatever with the, you know, the, yeah, the little, Seashells for, for bro. Yeah, it's like yeah, what? Yeah. And like, oh, this is awkward. Uh, and then it gets really, really dark with uh, Ursula the o- and the, like and almost the like the, and... and the undead creatures that she's yep. creating. Um, I, but it it had just enough funny parts and um, a lot of darkness that I was not expecting. And the songs were great. I thought the movie was fantastic. But it is. I will say this. That is an awkward movie. That's the only reason that it, it fell from my top ten. I really like The Little Mermaid, but there is uh, like sexual undertone stuff there where it's yeah. like, this like, is... And are we falling into that trap of being just white males that it's on us? We're the ones that are being weird? Or is it... Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking weird. Because doesn't she have to like kiss a white dude in order to keep her leg or something. Yes. Yeah. And she yeah, can't, but she can't speak. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. That's they, it they, is. So I mean, it's, it's them bringing sexuality into it. Yeah. Cause the whole way through when I'm like, Oh man, she's like, she's young. I, it's like, she might be a teenager, but she doesn't even feel like she's a teenager in this, in watching the movie. I'm like, she's young. Like, this is awkward. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's yeah, still, it's, it's, it's it, I think it, it's intention was in innocence. And yes. so we have to being jaded old men. Yes. Uh, that are disgusted by these horrible things. Yes. We have to pull our heads yeah, out of the got... daily news and go, eh, it's innocent for kids. Yeah. Number three for me is Alice in Wonderland, an acid trip oh. that some guy t- took and wrote uh, some kid's story. And then Disney was like, Hey, we should give that to kids. Here's some acid. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Now, I, I agree with everything that you said earlier. I adore this movie, the, like Peter Pan, one of those things I'm going to watch every iteration of, but this one has never been topped. The uh, crazy Tim Swedish Burton. Netherlands uh, guy stop motion animation version that uh, oh, Alice. Yes, yes. That one is up there. That's a good movie. This one is still the best, and I wondered if it would have held up, and then my niece became infatuated with it a couple years ago, and I watched it 11,000 times in about a month, because that's all she wanted to watch over and over and over, and I was never once bored. Unlike Finding Nemo, which she was infatuated with, and I watched a million times, and something else, kid. Alice in Wonderland? I didn't have that problem. Every time, yeah. I, I mean, I would kind of groan when she'd say Alice in Wonderland, and then i put it in as soon as I hit play, I'm in. I am in Cheshire Cat, and clean cut, clean cut, move down, move down, <laughs> the Mad Hatter. I adore this film. Absolutely adore it. It is fucking madness from yeah, beginning to end, and I love it. Uh, Tim Burton, no. <laughs> um, number two for you. Two for me is Aladdin. Uh, and this is, again, after a rewatch. It still holds up. It's hilarious. It's got everything that makes a classic Disney movie classic. It's uh, got the romance, the songs, the comedy, the action, the great villain. The, uh, 
truly great villain. In fact, yeah. uh, that's one thing that I did notice with watching Aladdin and Lion King fairly close together is I'm like, oh, so you took Jafar from Aladdin and you just plopped him into the Lion King as uh, uh, Scar. That's yeah. basically that's Scar is basically Jafar from Aladdin, but just Jeremy Irons. I, like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, without the familial connection. Yes, yeah, but it, Aladdin works way better. I everything you know, about that movie. Lion works. King has a weird sexual thing too, because every time that the king comes in and he's like, "Here, here I am, and here's my uh, queen," and then right in the background, there's a whole bunch of other lady lions, and mm. you know how lions work. Oh yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. <sighs> Aladdin, anything else? No, that's it. It's a great movie. It's it still holds up. Great animation. Everything about it is is awesome. I agree. And and Robin Williams in his wheelhouse. That's where yes. he should be. Yep. Uh, okay, number two for me, and probably the most controversial thing on this list for most people, because I don't think most people have seen this movie because uh, they're wrong. But Rescuers Down Under. Now. Granted, this is the sequel to a nostalgia favorite for me personally, but mm -hmm. revisiting this movie many, many, many times over the years, this movie is genuinely amazing. From the animation to the voice work, again, paying attention to the little things, the, what, what Rescuers, the original, missed in having more constant action or more exciting action, this movie tripled down on having that sort of thing. The part where he is cutting the ropes for the eagle and the eagle accidentally knocks him off a cliff that is apparently mm. the biggest cliff on earth. It's like <laughs> Mount Everest, 15 miles up in the air or some shit. Um, <laughs> and as he's falling, there is just silence because it's such a big fall that you can't even scream. And the music is swelling and his hair is raising. Yeah, that was so great. Gives me goosebumps just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. And George, it was George, George C. Scott as the bad guy George was great. C. Scott as the bad guy was just unbelievable casting. He nails that role a thousand percent. Agreed. Not to mention that you feel constantly in peril because your main stars are, are the mice. You're the smallest thing in the movie. You're constantly in danger. And yeah. you've got a moron albatross as your transportation played by John Candy. Yeah. Just... <laughs> That's comic, right. <laughs> comic gold. This movie works on every level. It's a fucking ten. I love this movie to death. Yep. Love it to death. Yep. I and I could see that one. That was number sixteen on my list. I could actually see that one climbing as well as the original Rescuers. I could see those two uh, climbing the list uh, the more I watch them. They're both great, but the the action in part two is unbelievable, and yeah. the, there are intricacies intricacies to the plot that. Uh, kind of like revisiting, um, what was that other one that I had you revisit and we were both like, holy shit, the plot, um, Hunt for Red October. Oh yeah. There, there are parts of the plot where you're like, oh, 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 oh shit. Like, you know, the pieces start coming together a little bit. Yeah. Like, wow. This was very well written. Great film. Yeah. Uh, and number one for you. Number one for me is. I've only watched this movie one time, and this was very recent. My wife, she was like, we need to watch this movie again before we go to Disney World. Watched it, and I'm like, I, I was stunned at how much I adored this movie. And that would be Beauty and the Beast. 
That is my all-time favorite Disney animated movie. And that's just going on one viewing, but I can't think of one single thing that I did not adore about that movie. Uh, the animation is perfect classic Disney animation. The comedy is there perfectly timed. The songs are iconic. The story is great. The action is great. Every, everything about it is epic. Um, and it's just, that is Disney, in my opinion, firing on all cylinders. And that's what, that's what started that whole, well, the Little Mermaid was, I guess, but that was the biggie, in my opinion, back in the uh, late 80s that really, I don't know. The, re- cement- the renaissance of the yes, second yeah, round of. Yeah, uh, and then that cemented them all through the 80s or like the rest of the 80s and into the 90s of that style of animation. I, I, I loved it. I can't wait to watch the live action version of this movie. Uh, the only reason that Beauty and the Beast didn't make my list is because I haven't watched it in so long. And I, I remember thinking it was fine, uh, with a couple of caveats. I remember the animation, I thought, did some amazing simulated 3D effects where they were sweeping cameras around rooms while they're dancing and stuff. Yeah. Where it was like, that's real 3D rendered kind of stuff that you're, you're like, you're really inventing 3D in a 2D space. Yeah. Where I was, the, that's really impressive. Other than that, I thought the film, it's fine. It's just a princess and a beastie thing. And you know, we're doing, doing that. Thing. It's, all right. But I, I haven't watched it in forever. So maybe I'd think differently. Yeah. Watching it again. Okay. Number one for me might be a bit of a cop out, but it is what it is. And you know, I'm going to go with the comic book shit and the superheroes. Number one is The Incredibles. Uh, this was very easy for me to put at number one. I knew even starting this list, it's going to be in the top three easily. Oh, wow. And okay. I've watched it ten times. It's such an amazing movie that it pisses me off that we're getting Cars 3 before Incredibles 2. Agreed. Get, get on with it. And I get that yeah. the Cars shit sells toys and everybody, the kiddies love it and it's great. My kids are obsessed with Cars. I want Incredibles, damn you. This movie is amazing from beginning to end. Every single frame is freaking awesome. It's a comic book movie. Just, it's the best Fantastic Four movie Fox has not been able to fuck up yet. <laughs> and that's a property I don't even give a shit about because it's weird and stupid, but, um, <laughs> this is, this is like a Fantastic Four type story. Oh, it is. Oh, completely. Compl- like there are some things that are blatant ripoff. Oh, <laughs> the girl can turn invisible and make force fields. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's not the Invisible Woman or anything. And there's uh, like one of them is stretchy and elastic, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah that's uh, Mister Fantastic. Yep, <laughs> it's a pretty blatant ripoff, but they did it they, successfully. Yeah. Very overwhelmingly successfully, in my opinion. It's when was, when was the last time you watched it? Uh, it's been a couple years, but I, I when I got it on DVD, I watched it like <laughs> ten times. It's great. It's so great. I love it, and I I remember a lot about it. I mean, I I really remember. I, it's not one of those that I just kind of oh this scene kind of faded and that scene kind of faded. It's like nope, I remember everything. Uh, it's it's. It's so good. How many times? Once for you? No, 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 no. I've watched it probably, uh, definitely two, maybe three, but I'm leaning towards I've watched it once in the theater and then once on DVD. I think. And there were dark elements too. Like the, he rescues a guy from committing suicide 
And, oh, wow. and then See, that I was don't a, remember that. That was right towards the beginning. That's what caused them all to stop being superheroes. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Now I remember. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's dark material to be going into. Like, this is the theme of why there shouldn't be superheroes. Yeah. And then you got Sam Jackson. Yes. Oh, come on, dude. This movie rules. And they actually are moving forward with a sequel. It's in production right now. But You are right, though. Why is it taking so long? For... Well, I hope it's just because they want to do it so much justice. And and yeah. Coach, Coach yeah. from Poltergeist. Oh, oh yeah. Come on, man. This is yeah. magic. I love it. Have you watched the preview for the new Cars movie? I did. It was just a teaser. Everything changes. I, I don't know. I haven't seen Cars 2, so I don't know what changed yeah. in Cars 2. I haven't either. I'm, I have zero interest in Cars 3, but I am sure that we will be watching it. When it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray, streaming, I and, and we'll watch it a million times. Yeah. You know what's funny is that my kids are obsessed with cars. They won't sit and watch the movie. They just watch the stupid bullshit on YouTube of people playing cars games or cars animation stories that people make on their computer to get YouTube views. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> I don't is watch. It Mater and uh, oh, yeah. Queen and Yep. Yep. And they know <sighs> all of the names and they know everything, but... Hey, let's watch the actual Cars movie. They're like, eh. <laughs> that act has actual plot development and, you know, yes, character yeah. arcs and shit. We want the short three-minute flashy. This generation is doomed. If YouTube ever goes down, the entire oh. future of, of of our world is, is over. Done. It's over. <laughs> oh. Okay, moving on to recently watched, because we have wrapped this up. Disney Top Animated. Okay, uh, for next week, for Disney December, if we, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk back and forth and see if, I don't even know if there's gonna be an episode. We're getting into Christmas time and family shit, so who knows. Um, but if we do another round of Disney December, we'll come up with a topic and, uh, yeah, live in suspense, audience. Okay. <laughs> uh, until then. Okay, let's move into recently watched. Um, if we don't have any more technical difficulties, uh, you're up first. Give me, here's the way it's going to go since we're running late. You give me a review, keep it mostly brief. Don't do anything that you want to spend a lot of time on. Bounce back to me, bounce back to you, bounce back to me, and we're done. That's what we're going to do. That's the game plan. Okay. Let's see if we can do that because it's going to get, uh, it's going to get hairy. Very, very hairy. (laughs) Um... Oh, we should pour drinks now. Yep, because okay, um, yeah, hang on to your butts. Here we go, because I'm 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 uh, coming out of the gate swinging here. 1988's Nightmare Sisters, directed by David Decotier, starring Linnae. Or starring Linnae. a couple of gingers. Yep, uh, <laughs> yeah, literally yes. Uh, right now, let me just finish pouring that. Um, so this one here. Sorry, is, what was um, the name of that again? Nightmare Sisters from 1988. This is a uh, Vinegar Syndrome movie. Um, yeah, the budget was $40,000, and it was shot on 35-millimeter film. So basically, all $40,000 went to film stock um, mm-hmm. because this movie was shot in a a couple of dorky kids' a, a dorm room. Well, it's supposed to be a dorm room and then um, a house, but the house is pretty much the bathroom and the living room because the bathroom is where the three girls <laughs> spend most of the movie naked giving each other a bath. Um, I'm in. 
That's it. Yeah. So basically, a succubus possesses yeah. the possesses probably, these. Probably wrong to be making those kinds of jokes when I was just lambasting Little Mermaid for being yeah. too sexual. And you're like, <laughs> oh, there's some college girls and they're taking baths together. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Uh, so and Lenny Quigley, um, she is the girl that gets impaled on deer antlers in Silent Night, Deadly Night. So yeah. there's her star power. Okay. But uh, succubus takes over these girls, these dorky girls, and they turn into these naked hot chicks. And uh, I, I'm literally <laughs> this is the, this is the movie. Dorky kids come over to uh, fornicate, Sex. and yeah, and and then uh, the last minute or two of the movie, the succubus pops out of a crystal ball, maybe, and they exercise it, and then the credits roll. And it was awful and just great. <laughs> it was uh, ah, damn uh, it. Uh, yeah, you know what? Put that on my stack for uh, next Halloween, next uh, mm. October horror okay. con. Okay, make it's... make a side file. You, I'm not even joking. Make a side file. Okay. Every time that I say this, we never get back around to it. Put this one on the list, Eric. Yeah. October horror con 2017. Yeah, Nightmare Sisters. Okay, back to you. Okay. Clown. This was a movie that you reviewed on the Facebook page. Here's your plug. Movie Freaks or mm. Facebook.com. Movie Freaks pod. Go there. And that's where we uh, do our written reviews. For now. Okay. Uh, this was a recent release. And it was a guy who finds a clown suit. And he wants his kids really into clowns. So he puts on the clowns. And yay, I'm a clown. <laughs> and it turns out to be a psycho killer. Iverhouse. Um... <laughs> yes. <sighs> Love technical difficulties. Um, I gotta say, I was not expecting much from this movie, obviously, but... And and the trailer sold it as, like, a horror comedy to me, and it was not a comedy. No. You could maybe... Maybe there were some satirical elements of comedy in there, but overall, it was pretty straight horror movie and i really liked some of the ways that they went i wish they had gone further into those elements i don't think they went far enough the 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 shit where they're looking through the vhs uh camcorder oh yeah that was why didn't they go full bore into that in live action like you could tell that they did that in a cgi kind Mm -hmm. of effect i wish that we could have seen that demon full on in the actual movie itself but we didn't quite and I, i get it Budget restraints. That's okay. For what it was, I still dig this movie. It was it was gory and fun and a pretty darn good flick. Check out Clown. Cool. Nice. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. Back to me. I'm pointing at you. Okay, this is the signal means... when I wave my finger at you. And when you point at me, <laughs> that means I talk about I drink your blood. Sweet. From I... 1970. Um, okay, so this is actually one that I didn't talk about last week when I did my intro. I actually talked about satanic hippie cult, blah, 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 and then meat pies, painted meat pies. You remember that? Yeah, I think you just described every episode of the show. Yes, yes. That's actually this movie, I Drink Your Blood. Uh, so a group of satanic hippies uh, show up at this small town – and um, they do all sorts of wacky, crazy shenanigans, thus leading to this small boy trying to get revenge because they killed their the kid's dog. Um, so he actually, or how was that? Rabies, <laughs> rabies are involved, and rabies. Uh, so the kid gets a syringe, 
and injects meat pies with uh, the tainted blood of this dead dog with rabies and feeds the meat pies to this, uh, this uh, hippie cult, which turns them into raving, rabid, uh, satanic, culty people things. And, uh, and then they just, um, yeah, they run around and act badly. Uh, and by acting badly, I mean like they're actually like really shitty actors. Just, uh, they're like protesting and stuff. Yes, yeah, so pro- yeah. But the lead guy is like this. He's got long black hair and he's like all buff and uh, I don't. I have no idea where I'm going with this. No, I I, I don't know where I'm going. I, I so I, it was back to Eugene's latent gayness, where he's just like I loved him. His body I, was glistening and, 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 and long funny, hair. And he he was the best. Per, he was the best character in the movie because I'm like, he's kind of a badass and he's he's the cult leader guy and like he's way too ripped to be. You're like, clearly he works out. He's he not clearly, just a hippie. Yes. <laughs> Five this man knows how to make a protein shake. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, one thing leads to another and back to you. Uh, oh, fantastic. <laughs> it, um, it, was, it was great, by the way. I, I <laughs> Seriously? Like legit? Oh, it, it's... It is insane. Like, this is one of those movies where, like, I don't know what they were thinking when they made this movie. It kind of feels like they were trying to do kind of a Night of the Living Dead type of thing with, but instead of zombies, it's these crazy hippies trying to, that's what it felt like to me. Because this is 1970, so this Mm -hmm. is only a few years after Night of the Living Dead. Uh, But they're like, let's just do everything way more gross and not really gore, but just gross. Everything about the movie is gross. Like, it's really disgusting. Well, for you some said reason. 1970 already. I get yeah. it. It's, yes. it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll take over. Um, <clears throat> let's get some of these documentaries off my list, okay? I'm going to talk about the lesser ones this week, because I'm going to spend a lot more time on the good ones next week. Okay. <sighs> Speed round. And the final round for me, Titanic's final mystery. Okay, uh, if you read my review that came out tomorrow, two days ago in the future, um, yeah, we're recording on a Wednesday. It'll come out tomorrow. By the time you hear this, it'll be Saturday, two days ago on the Facebook page. Uh, Titanic's, I don't even remember what the name of that shitty movie was. Spoiler alert. It's meh. Uh, <laughs> raise the Titanic. Okay, that's on my except list. I, except I think I gave it a passing review, maybe, probably. You know, who knows? Uh, it's on the ocean, so therefore, hey, the Mariner likes you it. You shall watch. Um, so I, I watched this doc called Titanic's Final Mystery, because I have to watch anything that has to do with Titanic, because I love that shit. And it's one of these uh, things they've been recently adding to Netflix, where it's like uh, 45 to 50 minute uh, doc, which means that it was an episode of some TV show, whatever the hell. And it was decent, but it actually was not terrible. It, w- it was pretty good because it, it actually had some very scientific insight into why the Titanic didn't see that damn iceberg. And their conclusions, I have to agree with. Like, wow, that really is why they didn't see that shit. That's amazing. I learned a few more things about that crash. And it was interesting to watch that after watching Raise the Titanic, <laughs> that movie. Yeah. 
Uh, which, read my review. You'll see why I think that's slightly humorous. Uh, by the way, Raise the Titanic was made in 1980, and the Titanic remains were found in 1985. Okay. So they didn't know all the full details of how that ship went down until then. Oh, okay. You'll see. Okay. Next up, First Contact, Lost Tribe of the Amazon. Uh, there are tribes that still exist out there in the jungle, in the middle of nowhere, uh, that have not had any contact with modern man. What would it be like to expose them to modern man? This is the documentary that kind of tries to do that, and it's pretty good. It's worth a watch. Again, another one of those that's under an hour, so it's it's kind of painless. I didn't like it as much as the Titanic one, but it's worth a watch. And lastly, Burn. This was on the roulette. The roulette, yep. Ah, boy, the, 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 the struggles of Detroit firemen. This is... It was it was it was kind of a rough watch, and I I took this one to heart quite a bit because I I still maintain that my favorite TV show of all time is Rescue Me, which is about firefighters in New York, and it's 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 half a comedy, half a drama. It's a little bit of everything. That was of, Dennis of, Leary, right? Correct. Okay. Of the genre pool, it's a little bit of everything. It, it, I've never seen a show where you can watch an episode; it makes you laugh like genuine tears of hilarity and then makes you cry because you feel so much of their pain. It's an amazing show. It's a total slice of that post nine 11 trauma United States. It, yeah. it It's, and it still works. It's a fantastic show. I love it. It got a little uh, carried away in its later seasons of being a little too long in the tooth, but it still is an amazing thing. Going in to burn with that mentality of somebody that loves that show like that, keep that in mind if you go into burn. It's okay. it's, it's a good doc. You should definitely check it out. It uh, displays the problems of Detroit in a way where you're like, holy shit, this is why I hate anybody that mocks Cleveland <laughs> uh-huh. as being the asshole of the universe. It's like, oh, nah, Detroit is the asshole of the universe. <laughs> yeah. I'm not shitting on Detroit so much as just like you got y'all y'all in bad times. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it. Over to you. Okay. So, oh man, I, there's um, there's two movies here that I, mm, I let's see. Yeah, look, dude. We're at eleven thirty-two of the evening. We're both pumpkinhead. So. Yeah. Pick the shit you don't really care about, give a minute review of each, and be done. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's get this out of the way, then. Um, Jack Frost. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, this is going to take more than a minute. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So, from that t- <laughs> uh, so this is, this is the original. This is the original yeah. classic. That, uh, Original got, classic. yeah, Jack Frost part two, the revenge of the, uh, killer mutant. Oh, I, Did killer, memory serve me that this was a piece of shit, right? It, you are correct. You yeah. are correct. Um, this one here is shot on, on film though, versus, uh, someone's VHS camcorder, which is what I think part two was, or at least felt like. So this is shot on film about a huge, uh, 
dude in a snowman costume uh, that is supposed to be a possessed snowman because that's what it is. Is just some. It's yeah. awful. It's awful. Um, <laughs> so uh, was part two better than one? Part two was worse than part one as far as like technical merits go, and it was like, but that almost made it more funny. This one here, it felt like they were trying a little bit more to make a legit movie. Does that make sense? Oh, I I saw part one. Yeah. So so this one here is better made, but not as enjoyable as the very much worse part two. Part two was so shitty that I'm like, that was, yeah. <laughs> Whereas Jack Frost was just like, okay, ah, come on. Well, you, you spent too much money on this, guys. Come on. Um, They're like, no, you don't understand. It's about a killer snowman. He comes yeah. to life and he stabs people with his carrot nose. And shit. Yes. Oh, he does. He, he does that. Um, now, I will say that uh, they had the acting talent of, uh, what's her name? Shannon Elizabeth was in this. I like her. Yeah, yeah. So she was in this, possibly one of her very first uh, roles. Or uh, hey, you you take what you can get when you're starting out. Come yeah, on. exactly. Yeah, but um, will this be one that I visit every year? Hell, yeah, probably. Yeah, are you selling <laughs> it? <laughs> no, I'm going. No, I'll, like this was shitty, but I'll watch this numerous times. <laughs> this is. Christmas movie and stupid like yeah You're literally drink. literally this is like you cannonballing into the shit pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And it, well it's Christmas too. It's like, oh what what do I watch for Christmas? I was like, ah, Jack Frost. Anything okay. anything white. Anything snowy. That's yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah. um okay. It's a Donald Trump of movie picking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Like okay, what can oh, I watch? What can I watch moment. that's completely okay, shitty? We have, we have to yeah. stop. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> that was great. Oh man. Oh. So st- stay tuned, listeners, because you'll be hearing about Jack Frost again next year. This time, when I give it a very mediocre review, you're like, "This sucked." I'll see you in December. See you in. De- <laughs> Yep. Now, I will say, having said that, uh, Silent Night, I, uh, that movie can rot and burn in hell for all eternity. The remake. The remake. Yeah. No, th- Sorry. Yeah, th- just the movie that some dude, some dude named Steve Miller, not, not my buddy Steve Miller, but some <laughs> dude named Steve Miller made. I hate that movie worse than, uh, Stephen C. Miller. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of watching. It's an hour and a half of having pink eye. <laughs> no, that's like ninety minutes of a prostate exam. I'm good on that. Thank you. Yes. Yep. <laughs> with no snow. Yeah, with no snow. There's none at all. So pink eye, prostate exam. Fig- yeah, fingers up, ass. Silent night. Walking in a winter wonderland. Yep. And that's it. I'm. That's it. You're ending on Jack Frost inside. Yeah. Did you watch Silent Night again? You no, <laughs> no, nope. And that is one that where I will, well, probably never watch again. I <laughs> don't <laughs> believe you. That was not a convincing sell. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, one, two, three, four. Uh, 
You have room for one more review if you would like, sir. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, I don't give a shit. It's uh, <laughs> we're fully into pumpkin headland, so yeah, go we ahead. are. Okay, let's get this out of the way because this is oh. one that I was actually going to throw your way on the roulette, uh, but then I just I I wanted to watch it, so I watched it and. Uh, Let's get this review done. Uh, that is Spectral, the Netflix original. I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, and you should. You you should. It gets a passing grade from me. Well, um, you just totally sold that like it was a piece of shit. Let's well, no. get this done. Let's, let's get this oh, over with. That's because I'm drunk and I'm like, this, <laughs> this, this, honestly, this should have been the very first of the recently watched before I got slurry and dumb. Oh, no, you're fine. You don't <laughs> ever get slurry. I do. You oh. You're like totally fine that's like your magic mutant power it's not lesbian frozen <laughs> shit you're just like i don't slur when i'm drunk Whee! i just occasionally make uh, use the wrong word that's about it whereas my oh. co-host is like <laughs> go on a spectral because oh. no, i really wanted to hear what you thought about this movie because you you said you watched it so yep um in texting privately not yeah. just Two seconds ago on the show, everybody. Yeah. Um, so this is a Netflix original, uh, and it shows because for the most part, Netflix originals uh, feel pretty big budget, or at least the money was spent wisely. And this is no exception. In fact, I would dare say this is probably, to my eyes, the biggest budget one that they've done thus far. Uh, this is – I gave it three stars, and you might even like it more than I did – this is their version of a Michael Bay movie. That's the closest thing I can compare it to. It's really okay. Here's the storyline. Here's some, something to get soldiers to blow up a bunch of shit and have cool fireworksy CGI ish stuff going on. And hey, let's get, uh, uh, Bruce Greenwood in it for a weekend to, to say some shit. And, uh, it, it it really felt to me like that Russian movie from a uh, not Russian movie the the movie from a couple of years ago that was directed by the Russian guy that made like oh, uh, the vampire movies the final was, hours or the um, final hours I don't I don't think that was the title but the trailer felt like that to me where it was like this is gonna be something where they're a seed of a good idea and I kind of desperately once like it but overall it really kind of sucks yeah this doesn't suck but there's where they, oh, how do I say this? I don't want to spoil too much of it because you should watch it. Um, it's too long at an hour and 47 minutes. I'll still watch it because I feel like there's still a chance that I'll like this more than you because I'm more the sci-fi guy than you are. Yeah. Like I'm more forgiving of this than you are. Uh, the, the Netflix original that was on the roulette would be the evidence of that. The sci-fi one that we watched a few weeks yes, ago. Yes, time travel yep, You like that one definitely more than I did. I love that movie and you were like, meh. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to give this one a shot because it's sci-fi. It's in my wheelhouse. You should. You should. The, the effects, the CGI effects are fantastic. This, honestly, this movie here, if this would have come out in the theaters in like, say, the January, February months, I, that would have been totally acceptable. Like, I could have definitely seen this one playing in the theaters. It, like, it, like that garbage Russian director's movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it just, it felt like just good enough to get into the off season. Yeah. Where it's like, we made a lower budget Michael Bay movie. And I, I, I hate that you say Michael Bay, and, but seriously, the watching this, I'm like, this kind of feels like a Michael Bay movie. Uh, <laughs> 
That's all right. And um I'll give it a shot. It's all right. I'll give it a shot. My my expectations are plenty low. I'm I'm not like <laughs> this is going to be the next wave. I can't wait to see this movie or something. I, I'm looking forward to it, but only because it's a sci-fi movie and we don't get a sci-fi dorks don't get them as readily as you horror dorks. That's right. And Emily Mortimer, does that name ring a bell? Yes. Okay. Because she's in this movie and she mopes around in the movie a lot, um, <laughs> like really frowny. Like I mean, maybe, but again, I'm taking it from the guy who's the horror guy that yeah. does not have that that flair for the sci-fi. Yeah, because so. yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, okay. Quit emoting. Jack, Kill something. Jack Frost. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, you're I'll stick stolen with the virtue as a Jack Frost. Yeah, so. carrots being stuck in bad actors' foreheads and yeah. Okay, are you uh, ready to wrap up this episode? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says that now, but he wanted to do one more review. <laughs> okay, uh, that's gonna do it for episode 130. Um, you can get a hold of us at MovieFreaksPod at Yahoo.com, on the Facebook at MovieFreaksPod, and on the Twitter at MovieFreaksPod. It's your keyword for everything. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening.